It's time for another episode of Play Action Pass, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Right, welcome to the Play Action Pass podcast. Week five is in the books. Uh, started dreadfully, but uh, certainly picked up over the weekend. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Tony and Rob, familiar voices now. Uh, how are you both doing? Very good. Very good. Another great week weekend of uh, football in the books, as you said. Started off horrendously. Yes. Um, what was horrendously? Why, why is everyone saying I'm talking it was a about great Denver, Denver against Indianapolis. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this... You're going all the way back Thursday night. Are we okay? Yeah. That's, that's how it started. Uh, I guess. Yeah. 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 And the yeah. weekend was good. I thought it was a it was a really good week. I enjoyed it. Lots yeah, of points. And a full full house on the um, on all the wins this week as well in my in all my leagues, so I'm happy. Wow, wow! <laughs> it doesn't happen often. It doesn't happen often. No. Anyone else on this call can say the same thing. Um, yeah, Rob, you just eliminated there's no football from your head. Uh, I'd like to say that's the reason we didn't have a Friday podcast, but obviously it was because Tony was off gallivanting on another holiday, fifth of the year. So uh, nothing slowing him down, but. Uh, but yeah, let's get straight into it then. So we'll start off with his night football. I'm going to come to each of you um, for your key sort of fancy takeaway. There's a lot of games to get through. So um, yeah, the Colts versus the Broncos. Uh, Broncos country, let's ride. Not quite uh, cooking for Russ. Um, Tony, we'll go to you first. What's your fancy takeaway from this? Besides the fact that it was not a great advert at all. I don't think the Indianapolis Colts... Uh look like they have a very good offensive line and I think they'll be throwing a lot more and I think Alec Pierce should be picked up in all leagues because he's the clear number two to Pittman and getting very similar targets in a game in games where they have to throw. So he's a he's a way for wire pickup for me this week. Brilliant. So if Alec Pierce is out there still, go get him. Rob, what about you? Well I'll go the other side of the ball then. So for the Broncos, yeah, I think it's um alarm bells now for Russell Wilson. Um he's come out and said he's he's had an injury but I'm not so sure he just he's he's just not washed um, as a, as a quarterback. But but overall they they've got problems. I think Melvin Gordon ran the ball well. But yeah, I think um, all the all the talk of you know preseason about the, the Broncos being one of the best offenses in the league is clearly not. And um, going forwards, uh, you know you can't really trust anyone other than probably Sutton at the moment because he's getting all the targets. Yeah. Also, I think we should drop Russell Wilson in one quarterback leagues. There's going to be people who drafted him round six, seven, holding him on, and you know you're letting players like Geno Smith on the wire go because you've drafted Russell in round six. That you can drop Russ now in one quarterback leagues. And Melvin Gordon's an RB two rest of season for me. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Nice. Well summarised, gents. Over to uh, the Giants then. London game. Giants versus Green Bay. Giants picking up the win, 27-22. Uh, Rob, we'll start with you this time. Either side of the ball, whatever you want to go for. What's your takeaway? Yeah, so um, I'll go with the Giants. Go with the positive this time. Um, <laughs> yeah, great win. I think we can clearly see now and say that, uh, you know, currently Saquon Barkley is the best running back in the league. Um, possibly, you know, you could argue with Nick Chubb, but he's, he's proving everybody that he's, he's still an elite talent. He control, you know, it was all him. Um, I also want to put, you mentioned Daniel Jones, you know, coming off an injury, wasn't 100%, but had a really solid game. Not great for fantasy, but he won, you know, for, for the Giants, he won them a game. But overall, it's a, you know, it's a one-man show again here in for the Giants, but they just need to get some wide receivers fit. Um, and I don't think, I, I heard lately as well that Kadiris Tony is going to go on IR. So Slater might be a sneaky pickup for people in their, in their leagues because he's got a lot of targets. And I think, a couple of years ago, he was the main he was the main man in the in the Giants. So yeah, probably someone to look out for in in your wire. Perfect, more wire advice, good stuff. Tony, what about you, mate? I'm just disappointed in the running backs for for Green Bay. You know, um, we 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 came into the season and we we thought this would be a very good offense, and that's why we were saying you know there's two there's one A one B here. <clears throat> but looking at the slap slap percentages, Dylan had 32 percent snaps in this last game um you, you can't really start him with confidence against anyone now because we've seen this as his flaw <clears throat> also it's a very close game also it's a game that they should have won you know they were controlling the game if you remember the first three quarters of this game so it it feels like the old packers would have just controlled the clock run run the ball uh, and got success the bottom line is the offense is not good enough to sustain two running backs 
So if it's going to be Jones getting 70% and Dylan getting 30 like it was, then Jones is the only really one you could start, which is a shame because Dylan was looking like a um, you know, a mid-round RB2 that you could just trust week in, week out. I don't think that's the case. Yes, but I, I, I've got Dylan. I picked him up for that reason. And I'm uh, very disappointed with these buys I'm looking at. Stat Dylan and Chase Edmonds, so uh, which is uh, not a good place to be. Um, good shout on Daniel Jones though, because I, <clears throat> they've won. Obviously, they've won four in a row now. They're four and one. He's playing really well, um, and it might be the coach. Uh, he was one of my sleeper picks from the uh, in the off season, and um, you know, for fancy, it, if he had some weapons around him, he would be a lot better. But I think he's doing enough to win games, so um, it's nice to see him come through as a new think- coach and stuff. Do you think he um he keeps his job though end of the season or do you think they quit? Daniel Jones? Yeah, or they draft some. Well, they've just beaten the Packers. They've beaten the Dallas Cowboys. I I can't see how they they they're not going to be. Not be in a good They're not going to be at the top end. No, they're not going to be at the top end of the draft to get, you know, the Strouds or Bryce Young or whatever the top ones. So I think they're going to miss out. There's a lot of needy quarterbacks up there. QB teams that are needing quarterbacks, so I think they'll miss out on the big one. I think they'll be all right with him. They, they, is he not in the contract? Is he? They declined it, if I remember correctly. Um, so I don't. They declined his fifth year and Saquon's fifth year next year. Yeah. But they can obviously re-sign them. Um, I think he's shown enough, in my opinion, with limited weapons. We gotta remember, yeah, David Sills, Richie James, Daniel Ballinger, and Slayton. Obviously, there's a bit of a history with John Slayton, so that was nice to see. But he's really doing it with a really poor cast of receivers yeah good stuff right let's move on to an explosive offense then and uh rob's favorite offense uh (laughs) buffalo blowing away the steelers 38 3 not a great start for uh for the steelers now one and four uh and buffalo look fairly unstoppable um tony what do you first talk to us yeah so a weird one really because it was out of hand early Obviously, we won't talk about the big performers, but it was strange to see um, Devin Singletary not perform in a game where there was a blowout. And, you know, you would think the Buffalo Bills would just run the clock out. He only got six fancy points. This, this probably tells me that, you know, in in, in blowout games or in games where there, there's no real need to, to kind of, I don't know, run the ball or put the stars out there, we might not see Singletary. So I, I think you're gonna, you could probably play him in, in games like next week, they got Kansas City. So that's a game where it's going to go back and forth. Singletary would be a good start. But in this one, a home game against Pittsburgh, I was surprised to see Singletary not rack up the fancy points and probably means, you know, in games against New York Jets, or I'm sorry, Miami maybe coming up, you might, you might want to look away from Singletary because he has got this floor. So that was a bit of a surprise. Obviously, yeah, the blow-up game's not really a surprise against Pittsburgh at home. Yeah, Rob, your thoughts on this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so we know that the Steelers, um, that they're not a good outfit. Um, I think we can safely say now that Najee Harris is um, is, a, is a full-on bust for me. Um, I think if you look at the schedule for Pittsburgh, it's not getting any better. I think they've got Tampa um, and a couple other really nasty defences in the next few weeks. So they're going to be behind Philly. Right, so they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Pickett, to be fair to him, you know, he had 14 points put up over 300 yards he wasn't great um but this offense isn't great i think um yeah but Najee harris if you had the chance to sell him you should have i think he's he's going to be a bust especially if you took it you know most people took him at the end of the first round and then if you look at the receivers loving pickings usage um you know eight uh, eight targets six receptions uh for you know 80 odd yards he's clearly starting to establish himself i don't think he was playing a full snap snap percentage either so He's, he's definitely on the up. Deontay Johnson had 13 targets and only brought in five. He, have I always said about Deontay Johnson, he's a good wide receiver. He's not a great wide receiver. So I think at some point this may switch positions where Pickens becomes the, the number one and, and Deontay's the number two. But you've got to hold Pickens. If you've got him in redraft this year, you've got to, you've got to you know, hold him. He's a, he's a good player to have. And obviously a dynasty is a must buy if you can. Overall, terrible offense. Not going to get any worse, <laughs> and they're certainly not making the playoffs this year. Hundred percent. Agree. Yeah, good one. Um, Rob, you enjoyed that a bit too much, I know. Uh, <laughs> let's move over to the Chargers. I didn't enjoy the finish. Well, I did enjoy the finish of this game, but I almost did. Chargers nearly 
absolutely gave it away. Terrible uh, decision. Crazy decision. Yeah, but um, well, we'll start with you on this one. Chargers just scraping past uh, the Browns. Um, Eckler again, absolutely smashing. Um, yeah, talk to us about your takeaways on this one. Yeah, so good game, really high scoring. Um, I, I, th- I think it was a sneaky high scoring match, even though, uh, you know, on, on paper, it probably you think it might just be a run heavy and, and not much action. I've got no concerns of her, but, but obviously it's a poor game for him overall with the points. They put up 30 points, um, but a lot of it has come on the ground for the running game. And as you said, you've already mentioned, Eckler had a tremendous game, but I've got no long-term concerns of her, but, you know, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I think for him though, I think Keenan Allen is a big, is a big miss. He's, you know, I think Williams has tried to step into that role. He's had, yeah, good, you know, he had 13 uh, targets with, with 10 receptions. He had a really good game, 24 points. But overall, um, Herbert needs Allen back for the, you know, just for that security blanket to, to just to boost his his completions and, and you know, and obviously through the air to get some more touchdowns. But overall, uh, you know, the charges for me, I, Adam is a Super Bowl contender. They're not that anymore. Um, but for fantasy, you know, Mike Williams must start every week. Eckler must start every week. Uh, and Herbert obviously must start every week. Yeah, Tony, what about your takeaways? Uh, well, not much to add on the charges, apart from it was good to see Josh Kelly as the clear number two. So, you know, you've gone away from a three-headed monster there. It looks like Michelle's gone down to one carrier game, which is good news for um, Eckler owners, definitely, because the start of the year looked rough. So I want to add that in. Um, but on the Cleveland side, it really does look like you can trust David Njoku as a weekly weekly tight end now, start him in the Goddard range, even he's getting eight, nine targets a game. We did think this with Brissett that he would lock into two, but actually in games that there are, um, you know, high scoring, they've got to chase it like this one. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones is worth a look as well in deeper league. So he's got, he's, he's got eight targets and or nine targets against Atlanta last week, and now seven this one against the Chargers. Um, and don't forget, you know, Watson will be back from week 11 or 13 onwards. So he's someone that's on my radar to maybe pick up now. And I think it's a clear wide receiver, kind of two wide receiver sets, it's Cooper and DPJ and, and Njoku. So it's a clear three kind of receive, you know, in the throwing uh, in the passing game, there's, there's there's definitely three players that you want to look for, no one else, um, and that's really kind of good news for fantasy. So yeah, DPJ is a deep kind of pickup now. Looking at that, going into the Watson uh, games down the stretch. Perfect. Um, all right, moving on to Houston versus uh, the Jags. Um, Houston won it, to six. Um, not not a great day for the Jags, Tony. Uh, first, then, some yeah, takeaways. disappointing in Lawrence here. So, Lawrence started off the season really, really hot. And I thought, right, you know, last week was yeah, Philadelphia, obviously a shocking one. <clears throat> nice bounce back game at home against the Texans, and it just did not um go to plan at all. They couldn't get the running game going. So, Robinson had 10, 10 carries to 27 yards, ETN came in. And actually out snapped him. So, you know, it, it felt like the Jags had a game plan for the first three weeks. They should have just gone back to that. That worked. They ended up losing a game to Houston, which they probably shouldn't have done. And Lawrence looked like his old self last year. Um, the biggest worry for me here probably is, um, well, not a worry. It's actually the, the Texans defense. I don't know if anyone's looked at this, but the players, you know, the, the teams who are playing the Texans defense have not performed at all as expected. Now, this is week five now, and they're starting to look like a team where, you know, you think you could target against Houston defense, but I don't think you can anymore. And they've got a bye, obviously, this week. Then they've got Vegas, Tennessee, and Philly. And if we think they're, you know, those kind of players are going to put up points against Houston because they have done in the past, I think they might be a bit shocked at that i've been very impressed by the houston defense. but yeah overall disappointing from the jags marvin jones not many people started him but he was the only bright spot actually evan ingram got 10 targets as well so um took away from Kristen kirk which obviously matt you know about cost you again cost you a week this week yeah um well some takeaways from this game for you 
Yeah, so uh, for, you know, on the Texan side of the ball, I think Davis Mills, we can safely say, is not the answer for the Texans, even though they won the game. You know, his completions, 16 to 24 and 140 yards. Um, it's not great. Uh, not Certainly not great for fantasy. I think the big thing this year is they can run the ball. I think Damian Pierce has become, you know, a must-start running back. Uh, you know, I think he had a lot of buzz preseason, and he's obviously coming through with it with, you know, 22, just under 22 points this week. You know, he had 26 carries, which is a tremendous amount. So they trust him in the run game. That's bad news for Brandon Cooks. Um, you know, last year he had a lot of targets, a lot of receptions from Davis Mills. That seems to have gone a little bit quiet. And for me going forward, whereas I had him as a strong wide receiver two, I think he's maybe a boom bust wide receiver three and four. But overall, yeah, good run game. I can't see him being in many shootouts. Um, I just don't know. I don't know if I trust Mills going forward, but but they'll run the ball. I think with their coaching staff, they want to run the ball and establish it. So, yeah. And I'll just to piggyback with Trevor Lawrence, I think we've gone back and forth. I think we both said beginning of the season, we were worried that he might not make it. I then turned, you know, I changed my tune a bit. I thought he was looking good. But overall, I think he's gone back to his old ways and, if I, if I had him in any leagues in Dynasty, I would probably try to sell him there when you still can. Right, great, yeah. Um, um, go on. Hang on. So, uh, yeah. So he's a sell in Dynasty now. Is he not a buy? Is he not a buy low? In what we saw the first I, three weeks, because I don't think he's good. I don't think he's good. I don't think he's got yeah, a good well, arm. I, I don't think his arms that that great. I thought it was a. You know, I watched it. I watched him do that. Um, was it the uh, the Hail Mary type throw at the end? I don't know if it was strong wins, but he, oh he, no no he got hit. He, yeah, did he? I saw that. He, yeah, did he get he, hit? So, okay, but yeah, I, uh, yeah. But I mean, he's he's throwing interceptions he's, close to the end zone. Like, I mean, he's not he's not maturing the player. I think you know that we all thought he was for me. But you know, I, I might yeah. be wrong. But I don't. I think if you at the moment, there's there's still a lot of buzz that he's still a, a top player because of his start of the week. So if you start of the season, so if you can sell him for good good value, do it. Obviously, you're not going to just give him away. But um, I don't think he's a buy low. I, I wouldn't be looking for him in Dynasty myself. But that's my opinion. And Rob, you have a strong opinion. So uh, we'll leave it on the show. We'll see how that pans out. We'll track that for the next 10 years. Um, <laughs> let's move over to the uh, to, to, a, to a quarterback that has struggled, uh, Justin Fields. For the Bears, I mean, there were some points for some of these players on the Bears offense. So that'd be good for the wire. Um, they did lose out to the Vikings. Uh, Rob, to you first then. Fancy takeaways from this one. Um, Justin Jefferson looking like Justin Jefferson. Yeah, so I'll go with the Vikings on this one. Um, good game for Kirk Cousins. You know, completed a lot of his passes. I mean, yeah, 32 or 41, which is really good. Um, looked for Jefferson a lot um, and, and obviously produced this week. I think the big difference is the run game. Dalvin Cook came through with a big game. Um, two touchdowns, using him a lot more on the goal line. I think last week when I watched him in London, Madison was getting a lot of work at the goal line, which was surprising. But, you know, he did have one touchdown. But overall, it's a win. Um, but yeah, they're, they're all must starts going forward. You know, Jefferson, Cook, um, and Kirk Cousins in the right setup is a is a good solid flex. He played, you know, or sorry, I should say a wire type play or, uh, you know, wire quarterback type two um, going forward. So, so yeah, good, 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 good for the Vikings. Perfect. There was a lovely catch from uh, Oni in this one as well, which oh, you flagged. Tony, go on, talk to us about about any fancy takeaways from the Bears. Well, I want I wanted to say about that catch because it's not going to get the same coverage as Pickens is, but that was just as good, I think. Um, maybe because it was Mooney and we all got surprised that he actually caught one. Uh, but it was it was an incredible catch, and actually that actually catapulted them to, uh, to to actually take the lead in this game. So it, it was a um, big time, uh, big time reception. The, the the thing I wanted to just go back on the Minnesota game, I think you can actually flex Mattis and he's getting enough work. So Cook snap percentage went down to 50, 57 and Madison's was 43 and he got 13 touches in a game that was very competitive. So I, I think actually they're looking after Cook a little bit with his with his shoulder. I think Matson, you could actually flex him um, if you're really in a pinch of running backs with all the injuries. So that's probably something I wanted to say in this game. On the other side, I still don't trust Comet, unfortunately. They got the Washington Redskins on the th- on Thursday night football. 
I, I still don't feel that comfortable playing Mooney or Komet. The only must start really is Montgomery. And he looks back to, although he, 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 looking at his stat line, 12 carries, 20 yards wasn't great, but he's used around the goal line and he's catching balls. So you probably start Monty uh, as the only Chicago Bear player at the moment with confidence. Yeah, nice. Okay, um, moving on to uh, to a team that scored a lot of points leading up to this game and then decided to score zero points against the, the Patriots. We're talking about the Lions, of course. Um, yeah, absolute blowout here. New England, 29-0, Tony. Um, yeah. Biggest thing for me here was Lions look a different team at home in a way. And I, we should have really thought that Bill Belichick would have sorted out this mini run of, of Jared Goff, to be honest. He's, be, oh, he's obviously been good. Um, and I just think they run into Bill Belichick, who was like, right, that's enough. Enough of that now. Please, Jared Goff, back to normal. And, uh, you know, disappointed for people who played Goff because Amara was back. So obviously he added that another another weapon. So you probably thought, well, Goff did that last week without St. Brown. Now he's got St. Brown back against the, the team that have been struggling, let's be honest, playing Bailey Zappi at quarterback. So I think a lot of players played Goff thinking they would get a similar outfit. Um, output, but that didn't happen. Um, disappointing to see Jamal Williams not re- reproduce as well. He shared a lot more work with Craig Reynolds. Probably didn't can start him after last week. Josh Reynolds looks like he's got a cemented role on the outside now, even when Chark comes back. No word from Jameson Williams yet, so it looks like you could probably flex Reynolds, especially at home. Any home game in the Dome, uh, you think it's going to be high scoring. Um, Reynolds is a good flex by the looks of things. And on the New England side, uh, Harris left with an injury. And, and Stevenson looks like, you know, he looked like a workhorse in this game. Now, uh, it was going that way anyway. If you look at this, snaps both of them over. But it wouldn't have been that exaggerated unless Harris left. But now he really has got a chance to, to take over this backfield to be, you know, the 1A or the 1 really in this team and I think he's got the he's got the build, he's got the pass catching ability to do it. So I'd be interested to see Stevenson as a workhorse. Um Pierre Strong is probably the backup now and worth a look as well on the wire if Harris is going to miss time. So that's another name for the wire tomorrow. Brilliant. Some some good uh, some good wire nuggets in this. Just just on that, Jacoby Myers, can can he be trusted or is this a flash game? Um I trust him. Would you? Yeah, I think he's a, he's a good wide receiver three. Um, he just he just he gobbles up targets in the and um, they missed him the last couple of weeks. But, but Aguilar and Parker produced in his absence. Obviously, he's back now, and those two disappeared. I think Aguilar's injury is one to watch out. If he misses time, then yeah, I think that's easy. Easy transfer or it's a hamstring, right? Okay, it's a so couple of weeks you'd, you'd imagine. Yeah, fair enough. Then Myers, yeah. Myers can be trusted in his absence, but Parker, Parker's games have disappeared. Looks like, and they did bring in that Ty, uh, Thornton, the yeah, Ty Conford, and yeah, he actually got some luck as well. He was on the field a lot more than I thought he would be. Um, he got three targets, so we'll see who the quarterback is next week as well. Yeah, Rob, anything to add on your takeaways from this game? No, I just think obviously Romandre Stevenson is a must must start running back going forwards. I go back and forth. I don't know you two guys think. So would you take Stevenson or Gordon rest of the season? Was Gordon Melvin? Melvin, Melvin. sorry, yeah. Stevenson by mile. Yeah. Okay. So what? what just because of the what the well, not the usage, just with a better. I team. think Mike Bo- Mike Boom played better than Gordon. I picked Mike Boone up and started him this week. He, he won me a week actually because I was looking if I started someone else or I lost. Mike, yeah, Mike Boone looked a lot. He looked, I know, but he, he looked a lot better, a lot yeah. better. Yeah, it's close for me. Yeah, but I just thought, yeah, but Stevenson, yeah, must start going forward. And yeah, nothing else really, other than I think just if people obviously don't go away from the, the Lions, I think St. Brown was on a snap count. His percentage of snaps were very low. Um, you know, when they come back from the bye, you know, you'll have Swift mm. back, you'll have him. Um, and so yeah, there's, there's better days ahead for Detroit, I think, and their, their points be scored yeah perfect all right on to uh loads of points scored um seahawks versus the saints 39 32 to the saints and another uh well a big big waiver 
um, Chatty and Ken Walker if he's available on anyone's wires. I've seen this on Twitter. People saying any competitively, he's gone. Rob, you've got him. Have you? Uh-huh. Yeah. I certainly have. Look at that smile. <laughs> look at that smile. He's got him. Um, yeah. Uh, Rob, we'll come to you first. So uh, what do you think of this one? Yeah, so I think the big surprise, and I think everyone sort of has jumped on this, is that Seattle is a good offense. I think we can safely say now they're putting up good numbers each week. Geno Smith is a, you know, he's a good starting quarterback. I don't think it's a question of, you know, start or sit. I think Geno, you just play him every week now. Um, 29 points this week. His weapons, I, I just think, yeah, he's got a good chemistry between him, Lockett, and, uh, and Metcalf. I think I was one of the haters on the Seahawks preseason and I was staying away from all their weapons so clearly wrong on that and um, they're looking like every every week wide receiver twos and then obviously the running game is really unfortunate for for Penny after but everything you know everybody said he can't stay healthy he's just got a really bad injury track records he's a very good running back when he is healthy but I think the difference is now with Kenneth Walker even though he's a rookie and he's young and he's you know he's a good prospect he's going to have a lot of work I think the problem was beforehand and that people weren't starting um Penny as a must start every week is because he wasn't getting you know the catches were getting split between him and Walker and and obviously they had DJ Dallas and Homer and other and other players I think that's obviously changed now um, and you could see Walker being used more in a passing game. So hopefully he can establish a more of a, a, a true three down back. Um, but I don't know for sure, because obviously they, they probably, they probably still use a secondary back in Dallas. I think mean, he had, I think he had a lot of the stats for the for third down, but overall, I think it's great news for, for people who've got Kenneth Walker. Um, and hopefully, you know, as an offense, I think you should, have, you should roster all of these players, you know, from the quarterback, the receivers and the running back. Don't yeah, I so <clears throat> I think Kenneth Walker is worth a lot of your fab. Definitely, if he's out there, I just want to be. We got to be a little bit. I'm I'm gonna go the other side here because they picked up um someone late last night. Let me just look. Okay, for Tony Tony James. Remember the, the the we knew they were gonna Ultimate get a running back. No, the Saints. Saints. You know, remember the Saints? Yeah, yeah. Tony, Tony Jones. Jones. Tony Jones. Tony Jones Jr., classic Saints. So they picked him up. Actually, they played against each other. <laughs> the funny thing is, Seattle played New Orleans. Tony Jones was on the practice squad for New Orleans Saints. Obviously, that happened. And, the, and the, that night, they picked him up from the opposition practice squad. So he's now signed to the roster. That tells me <clears throat> that they are happy with DJ Dallas as a pass catcher because Travis Home was on IR. Now, Dallas is probably worth a look as well because if they can't trust in Geno Smith to throw the ball a lot more, uh, and we always had that feeling about Ken Walker, can he do the pass game? I know he caught a few of the early games. I, I think this could be more of a split than people think on Twitter. I, I've got really... Who have they got over the next couple of years? Arizona, which looks like a shootout. LA Chargers, which looks like a shootout. So the next two games look like they're going to be high-throwing games, very similar to the one we just saw. Kenneth Walker is obviously a start, but I think I'm going to throw some money at DJ Dallas this week on the wire. And um, I think that might be another waiver wire ad that is going under the radar here because Tony Jones is not going to play on third down. He is a, you know, he's a thumper, very similar to Ken Walker. So um, I, I think we'll be surprised how much we see DJ Dallas. On the receivers, though, Lockett, the second touchdown to Lockett was incredible. Um, Pretty much, you know, he, they both must starts. Those two guys, Lockett and Metcalf. And I think Geno Smith is definitely must start. On the other side, we've got to talk about Taysom Hill because you we're going to end up picking him up, and he's going to throw another dead, um, dead game into the mix soon. Um, I think Winston's back next week. That's the key. He did isn't say it? he was going to be. It is the key. I think he's back, and Michael Thomas is the key as well yeah. because um, if he's back as well, then you know the game plan changes completely. Alave might miss uh, because obviously he got concussed, but we'll, we'll see. A lot, a lot of things can change there, so a bit of caution with Taysom Hill because um, unfortunately he is a perfect basketball player. <laughs> no tight end gets uh, nine carries, but I don't think that's sustainable. So yeah, a couple of words of caution there um, out of this game, but it was a great game to watch. Really exciting game. Yeah, absolutely. And there's been a lot of people who picked up Metcalf late will be uh, very happy. Um, I think we all faded in. Um, 
Moving over to uh, to the Jets then. So, I mean, they're doing extremely well. Uh, Miami losing another quarterback um, in Teddy Bridgewater. In this game, uh, the Jets winning out 40-17. Tony, we'll come to you first. What were your takeaways from this one? Yeah, I'm really annoyed at the Bridgewater, what happened there, because uh, he was very, he was clearly okay. And it was a repercussion of what happened with Tua. He was fine. He was putting his thumbs up. I saw a video of him putting his thumbs up. Walk into the sideline, fine, and and they they just pulled him because of this new protocol that happened a week ago to the same team. So it was very disappointing because I did have to start him in one league, and I think a lot of people did as well with the weapons and the, against the Jets out on the first play. So disappointing there, but also it probably means that I mean we don't know who the quarterback is next week, but Hill and Waddle don't look like comfortable starts with Skylar Thompson, or actually even if it is Teddy. Tua looks like he's, he might miss. Again, there was no talk of him being even close for this game. So, a bit of a worry there. Hill left with an injury. So, Miami looked like a team who started really well, now look like in a bit of a mess. Um, most of that's clearly won the backfield. We talked about Chase Edmonds before. Disappointing, obviously, um, for Chase Edmonds' lovers. But he looks like another lost season. Well, not a lost season, but he needs an injury to be relevant. On the other side, Brees Hall breakout game. We all knew it was coming. Everyone tried to get him before this game. Got no chance now. And really can't trust any of the receivers. This was more like the, the receiver um, game that I thought might happen if Corey Davis and Zach Wilson start connecting because they are going to take... Corey, it's, it's not a good enough offense. Well, it, in this game, it was different because they had short fields. But, and Brees Hall got so many yards. But really, you're thinking... If Corey Davis starts picking up targets, how can you trust Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore? And we saw it. And Tyler Conklin at zero. So we saw it in this game. Uh, this was the fear with those receivers on the Jets, I would say. Yeah, Rob, anything to add on that? Just uh, Tyreek Hill, I think, was seen in a, in a walking boot at the end of the game. So that's not a good sign. Um, I haven't heard anything else on that, but that would be really bad news, especially if two has come back in the next couple of weeks. So yeah, look out for that. And then, yeah, just to, just on the Jets, I was just going to, I was going to mention the, um, the receivers, obviously we saw a start now, but yeah, the receivers, I think they just need, you don't like to say, but they need an injury basically and have just two, you know, con- more concentrated with either Wilson or Moore or, one of two of those three, because when they're all on the field, I think it's he hasn't really established too much of a favourite. I think they all had um, they all had looks. Moore had four targets. Wilson had four targets. Corey Davis had four targets. So, so yeah, so it's frustrating because in their own right, they're all pretty good wide receivers. So we just need something to be more established and maybe something for the future and not this year. Yeah. Not this year. Yeah, absolutely. And and Bruce Hall could have had more. Surprisingly, with uh, with one can't get the oh. two the two goal line carries. So yeah, unbelievable. Punch. That window to buy we saw certainly has slammed shut. Um, let's go over to uh, controversial finish for, for for Brady getting that uh, rough in the pass call. Um, but he call. is now eleven and zero against the uh, the Falcons. Some things just stay the same. Um, Rob, come to you first. Uh, Buccaneers. Uh, beat like the Falcons in this one. Yeah, it's not a great game, I didn't think, um, for what I've seen. But um, but we all thought Brady was a bounce back game. Not as not as productive as I would have liked, but twenty one points is still pretty good. And it's it's probably only going to get better now with his weapons um, coming back into the fold. You know, he's got Godwin back. He looked okay. Didn't get as much. And and obviously Evans is there. So Fournette's probably the big winner this week. You know, with his huge forty point game. I think um, Brady loves, you know, just loves dumping the ball off to Fournette in um, passing situations. So for as long as he stays healthy, he's he's a must start. And um, yeah, and then on the Falcon side, you know, they 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 were unlucky at the end, but they're still they're such a they're such a strange team. Um, they're not very fantasy friendly, but for as long as they're competitive, like they are, I think things are not going to change, which is really bad news. Mariota had a, I suppose, a solid game. 16 points but I think all the talk was it's not it's not gonna be long before Ritter gets in but I think I still worry for Pitts and they and obviously Drake London because they're they're happy to run the ball they're just that they're, they're that sort of team that just won't go away they're not like the Lions you know they're, they're, they're competitive mm. in a way that they 
they you know they're not firing the ball ev- everywhere. So we need something to change for the Falcons. But at two and two, and and obviously nearly getting a result against the Buccaneers, that's not likely to change. So I still have real concerns for carpets and Drake London and obviously the quarterback position. So probably a fade on all Falcons until something dramatically changes for me. Yeah, Tony, what you got to add? Not much. I I I, I think Fournette might be a sell high. I think his injury history. I was waiting for a game like this in a couple of leagues. I might have a look because I think Rashad White far behind. He looks really good. He's getting more play. You know, he's a flex out there as well at the moment. Um, yeah, so I didn't. He was terrible. Well, point wise, but yeah, I think the snap percentages. He was cl- he was close to. Fournette. He wasn't terrible, was he? I didn't get many points. Right? What did I get? Did have, um... Got three balls for twenty-eight. Five. Yeah, he's about six point points. Seven. Not... Yeah. yeah okay. But I know what you mean. Yeah. But yeah. I, I yeah. think I was. I, well, like I said, I, I was waiting for this game for Fournette. I wouldn't be surprised if a few trades go down this week for him. But uh, trade away. Yeah. Fair. Um Nice to see Godwin back as well. He looked like his old self. He didn't yeah. get in the end zone, but he was very close. If you add six to that, that I mean, that's obviously a normal Chris Godwin game. So um, I think he's back. Just on that yeah. very quickly, the, I think the offense has changed, though, hasn't it? Because it's a different coach now. I don't. Yeah. In the old days, this would be this would be like a 30, 40 pointer by the Bucks, and you'd be seeing Godwin and Evans getting peppered everywhere. But it doesn't seem to be that way with the new coaching staff. It seems to be more of a concentrated running game um, and then the odd splash play to, to the Godwins and, and the Evans. So maybe we're not going to see the, the, the days. No, that's last a good point. Year. So yeah. we'll have to see. Really we'll, have to, we'll have to see. Yeah, you're right. It, it game was 21 up. I think they would have just kept on throwing. Brady was, they would know, there would be no way that Brady would just get one touchdown in this game, but he only got one. Yeah. And that was a little dump off the phone around the corner. Which got lucky on that. But yeah, uh, you're right about that. That's a good shout. Yeah, good points. Um, moving on to uh, to the Titans uh, and Washington then. Derek Henry doing Derek Henry things. Um, Tony, you first. Titans uh, winning yeah. this 21 something. I, I actually think, you, know, you talk about Barkley being the number one. I actually think Henry might be. I, don't, I know Barkley's probably up there with points. Uh, in any PPR league, he might be the one on one, but Henry was around there anyway, and he's starting to show now. He took a couple of games to warm up, but this is. This is uh, the Derek Henry show, and they are successful when they when they give it to him as well. So it's it's very clearly, you know, Henry Henry show. He's getting a lot more a lot more catches as well than he's used to. Um, six five two targets in his last three games that never happened before, as well. So um, it is it can't trust any of the receivers. I I stupidly did with Robert Woods. Because you know the, the Washington secondary is soft, but in a game, this is where we go back to game flow. Tennessee is not one to rack up points. If if you think they're going to win the game, you cannot start the receiver. It's as simple as that. If they if, if they're favourites, it's just the Henry show, and that's it. Um, and that goes to Tannehill as well. He does like to sneak him in from the goal line, but again, you can't play Tannehill um, in a game that you think the Tennessee Titans are going to win the game. On the other side. Um, the running backs are a mess. I'll let Rebecca talk about that. <laughs> What's happening on the Washington running backs? So, yeah, so, you know, Gibson, McKissick, Brian Robson, at the moment, you've just got to, I think if you've got any of these players, you've just got to hold and see how it plays out in the next couple of weeks because I think at the moment it's a bit of a muddled mess. Um, and then obviously the wide receivers, it, <laughs> a surprise name. Um, I probably love to have had him in DFS if you could have found Diami Brown this week but I, I guess logic wise it probably made sense because you know they've lost Jahan Dodson for a couple of weeks and they needed a, a third wide receiver so so yeah so he had a really good game only had a couple of targets but splash plays but overall I, I think I think me and, uh, and Daniel have both said we've got concerns for Terry McLaurin um, long term he did have a I guess I don't know if you class 12 points as a good game for a probably at someone's wide receiver one. Um, I, d- I don't know. I think Curtis Samuel is is establishing himself as maybe the one, if not 1A, 1B. So yeah, McLaurin again, probably a selling dynasty if you can and uh, and redraft. I, I, I wouldn't be confident in him week to week as my number one wide receiver. So yeah. All right, perfect. Yeah, let's see how uh, 
and uh, moving over to San Francisco. Um, they beat the uh, the Panthers. Obviously, the, the news then coming out of the Panthers uh, is the world is gone. Um, so I don't know. Who we're starting with. Uh, so I'll start. To jump in? Go on, so let's start let's with, DJ um, more. Let's have a DJ, DJ more conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, is a changing coach gonna Absolutely gonna uh, revive him? No, well, not not this staff because it's the assistant isn't it, coming in. Apparently, they need a, they need a brand new coaching staff. At the moment, he is he is what I thought he was. Still, we're gonna have another quarterback next week, DJ Walker. Let's see what happens there. That's gonna be his fifth or sixth. <laughs> um, we'll see, we'll see. But I. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you can start him. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what McCaffrey, how McCaffrey plays with PJ Walker because he's a he's he's a scrambler, isn't he? Is he is he reluctant to check it down? That would be my first thought. They got the Rams as well. It's not it's not a very easy start for PJ Walker to step into um, with a new coaching staff away to the Rams. That looks like you've got to start McCaffrey. Yeah, you start McCaffrey. I don't think you can start anyone else. Agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, there, are, there is talk of a trade as well. Rumours of the Bills asking about for McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah, can you yeah, imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? They just need the players. The Bills. That's what they needed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll be surprised if something like that goes down, though. Um, do you think? Um, do. do you think they'll? Um, they're certainly got to be looking at a QB now next year. I don't. Uh, there's no yes. doubt in my mind Baker is not a good quarterback no. and I think as soon as Darnold's fit he's coming in I, I don't think he's going to get fit I, I saw something he's not ready to the half at least week 9, 10 so I, I don't know okay. he's, no he's not ready otherwise he, you know he'd be talk of it now for next week if he was close I don't think he's close um, so full on tank then 1 and 4 I don't I think, think they have to tank they're just not going to win games anyway are they? so no. it's, not, it's not a question of the tanking but, um, yeah. and I on the other side yeah, I bet, I bet you do. Uh, Tevin Coleman, what a name, what a blast from the past. He looked incredible. Every time he cut a field, he looked faster than, you know, he looked like the old Tevin Coleman. I used to love him when he came to Atlanta. That first couple of years, that offense was fire with uh, Devonta Freeman, Julio Jones, Matt Ryan. He looked like he looked like the Coleman, but he's fool's gold really on, on the wire. You know, you don't want to be going after that. I think TDP might be practicing and he might be on the wire. So there's another one that could be picked up because yes, Wilson looks great. Very but good. he's he looks very good, but he's only on the field again. He's not on the field a lot. And you know what Shanahan does with his running backs? It wouldn't surprise me for TDP to come in and get start splitting carries or get the Coleman love that he did this week. So um yeah, one to keep an eye out. No word on Elijah Mitchell, so um you can probably get one each running back. It looks like Jordan, uh, Mason was a was fool's gold. Sorry, uh, Matt. Jordan Mason can be dropped from all leagues. I know you picked him up in one, but it, it doesn't look like he's going to get a look in. No, no. luckily he cost me nothing. Uh, and he's already gone. Um, Rob, anything to add? Yeah, so, I mean, Jeff Wilson's a must-start. I mean, he still had 17 carries, so and he, and he looks good every carry he gets. So for as long as he's healthy, he's a must-start running back. But I think but the one I want to highlight is, again, um, this is probably more for redraft and dynasty for sells and buys, but Debo Samuel, for me, is a sell in dynasty. Um, I think he was a sell last year at the end. You know, he had 11 points this week. They're not using him in the run game as much. I think they trust in Wilson. Obviously, we've already, you know, Antonio's already talked about Coleman, and they're always they're looking like they're going to bring in another running back and not use Debo as much. So those sort of those sort of days are gone. Um, he only had two catches from nine receptions, and I think Jimmy G just he's not going to throw it deep. He's not always accurate. Um, and I think you know if you can get Grade A money for Debo in Dynasty, you've got to you've got to flip him. Um, and because obviously we don't know what Lance is going to do next year. There was talk he was favouring Ayuk. Ayuk is, a, you know, again, with Ayuk is arguably a drop in, in, in redraft leagues. Um, obviously more shallow. Oh, if, if Ayuk was on the wire, I'd be picking him yeah, up. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, like I said, shallow leagues, you probably drop yeah. him. Like, I'm in a couple of 8 and 10-man leagues, you would probably drop him. But, yeah, in, you know, if you're in deep 12, 40-man rosters, then you're, you're, you're not going to drop Ayuk. But he's he's not producing. And he's not. He's not. He's yeah, not. he's not. You're right. You're right about that. And I'm disappointed in you because I thought this was his year. And I I think this would have been the case if Lance was there. You know, 
Um, we knew as, as soon as Kittle comes back. The thing is, that's, we need to talk about Kittle as well because he is producing like a middling tight end at best. He's, he's, he's he in three games. That's what he is, yeah. And the days of him being elite, I, I've gone, haven't they? From a fantasy perspective, he's 29 now. Um, he was the biggest worry I had, if you remember, out of the big tight ends a couple of years ago. I think I sold him quite quickly and I didn't want him back. I can't remember. It was me and you, I think, Robert. And I think, oh yeah, I'm just glad I got out of that. I didn't think he was, he's a great player on the field. His blocking is incredible. Um, but this is a, you know, when all three are healthy, it's rare that there's one superstar in this team. I think they all share a little bit. And that, that might be the same thing you're talking about with Samuel. Get out now while you can. So yeah, I kind of agree. Usage was better this week, kid. I think they wanted to get him in more involved. He had six six you know six uh, targets this week so he had a, he had a solid game 10 points is good for a tight end but i guess yeah i think if you go back to last year and the year before he was still having those big splash big games um that doesn't seem to be happening i know he's only just recently come back from injury so i, I don't yeah. think i can completely say he's he's done but i think expectation he's not ever going to be in the same ballpark as your Kelsey's and your Mark Andrews the, the other thing is their, their defense is so good they they just control they got Atlanta next week they, yeah. they could run the ball 35 times in that game. Both teams. Well, yeah, the time can disappear. Yeah, the time will disappear quickly in that game. And all of a sudden you're looking up and there's no fancy points scored across the board except for the running back. Mm. Yeah. Um, and Rob, you gave me Kittle, so maybe I'll be the one left in the bag. Looks like Kittle's been passed around the three of us. Um, so let's move oh, on right, to I the... To the Eagles, then. So uh, they went five and zero by beating the Cardinals. Um, it's another massive uh, game in terms of fancy points, but some not so big games for uh, for Sanders, who had been trending upwards, and AJ Brown. Uh, Rob, let's go to you first. Um, what, what's your takeaways from this one? Yeah, so. I think um, with Philly, obviously Jalen Hurts is he's a contender for for number one this year. I, I, I find it hard that he's going to catch Josh Allen. Just on my watch, um, Josh Allen's just incredible, but Hurts is not far behind. I mean, the running games there. I think I think overall of it as a team for, for NFL purposes, they're going to be a contender for the Super Bowl. For fantasy, though, I I still worry a little bit about the wide receivers. Um, I, I worry about AJ Brown more than I do Devontae Smith because I mean Devontae Smith is starting to pick up a lot of the short. Um, you know, and the peppered more t- peppered with more targets than Brown. Brown is obviously still going to get his, but I've seen that a couple of weeks now where he's just not giving me wide receiver one numbers. You know, you look at some of the other guys, they're much safer than Brown. I think that's always been the way with him. You know, he only had six points this week. Um, that's full PPR. So I do I do worry for the receivers as a whole. I think Goddard is 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 a definite top wide uh, top tight end in the game now I think he's establishing himself Hurts loves going to him I think he dumped off a lot of short balls to him and Goddard was picking up the picking up the yards so he, he looks like Kelsey when he gets those short passes then he yeah. a little bit he looks like he gobbles up the yards afterwards I think yeah the difference like, is though yeah. yeah the difference is I don't think he's gonna ever gonna get the touchdown in this in this no. environment the, the touchdowns that Kelsey and Andrews gets he's always gonna Agreed. be more of a a floor a good floor player with some upside but um, but overall, yeah, the, just the, the weapons. I, I mean, everybody said with Hurts, is his is his accuracy very good? It, it's better, but again, I I don't know. It, it doesn't seem to be taking those. It doesn't need to take those deep shots, and I think it's hurting the overall production of of Brown and and um, yeah, just worry a little bit about those. But overall, you know, fantasy gold he is, and um, and the Reading yeah. game is is pretty good as well. Yeah, so, really enjoyed this game. This was a good one to watch. I thought uh, I was surprised by um, Arizona that, you know, I thought this might be a blowout at one stage where they came back, which was good for the game. James Conner actually looked like, like he was having his best game like of the year. He got 55 yards on nine carries in the first quarter and a half, and then he went out and obviously did his normal injury disappearing act. Um, but that was surprising against a good defense, so it was a bit of... Um, Bit of positive coming from him, and then the, the negative injury. But Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore look like, um, well, Greg Dortch has disappeared. So Rondell Moore's definitely taking Dortch's position, um, in in that slot role, and he's on the field eighty four percent of the 
plays. So I think we look at when Hopkins comes back. So first of all, Rondon Moore should 100% be started against Seattle. He's a lock for me. Um, so is Hollywood, so is Hurts. I think that's going to be a high-scoring game in Seattle. We just talked about Geno Smith. I want to be attacking that game in pretty much all formats. So Hollywood, Rondon Moore, and Hurts are a must-start next week as a clear three. Um, and yeah, it'd be interesting. I'm really interested to see what happens to that receiving call when Hopkins comes back. What's going to happen with Hollywood is the biggest thing. I don't. It's going to be hard to sell him now, but I'm, I mean, if he goes off again against Seattle, you, you might want to have a look what you can get for him. Um, but everyone will know it's because of Hopkins is coming back. His role won't disappear. Um, but you know, I can't see him putting up. I can't see him getting 10, 10 targets every game with Hopkins back. There's just not enough targets out there. But I think, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. With that. I think I think I was going to say that I think I think when he comes back, I think Rondell Moore's role will will slightly decrease. I think I think Hopkins is going to be used more they, to they the like close that, to the line. They, like, they do like that little. So I I think they like that player though, the five eight five seven player. You know, Dodge came in and did them more, and then Moore took back over. I can't see him just saying right, you know, Hollywood and and Brown and no. no I think AG, player, if you like. Yeah, I think AJ Green has taken away a bit of Dodge because he, yeah. he, but he, he was back in the fold and he was doing like 70, 65, 70% of the snaps today uh, on the, on yeah. Sunday. So I think that also didn't help Dodge. But overall, yeah, I think, again, it's something to watch. I don't think Marquis Brown's going to go away, but I can see what you're saying. Yeah, 10 receptions is a lot every game. They're best buddies. And I think he, he's probably established himself as more of a, a deep threat. And and maybe he's, he's sort of looking, he was looking on the line of scrimmage for a lot for Brown as well. Um, and I think maybe Hopkins yeah. will snatch a lot of those. And Brown, it might be better. It might it might benefit him more with big splash plays. But yeah, it, it's difficult to know, you know, what, what way he's going to go with the three of them on the field. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Right, let's move on to, uh, to the Cowboys and uh, Rams mixed. Uh, results continue for the Rams, but the Cowboys look strong. Tony, you first. Um... I think I think you can pick up Ben Skronik now. Drop drop Robinson. Ben Skronik's getting enough targets. Um, Alan Robinson should be on any teams at the moment. He's just something's going on there that's not right. Um, but he, yeah, Cooper Cup's going to do the same. And the running backs you can start. So the Rams is pretty easy at the moment. They've got no running game whatsoever. Probably the worst running team in the league. Which probably means that you know, in games where uh, they're going to have to throw a bit, they've got Carolina at home, which is a bounce back game next week. So if you want to start Akers, go ahead. But I don't know if you can trust even against Carolina, the worst team in the league, coming to your to your house next week. I don't even know if you can trust that they're running back in that game. But Skoranek looks like he's he's clearly the number two now, um, and Robinson can be dropped, as I said. Terrible fourth round choice this year. For anyone who took him, add him to the list. Rob, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, this is a strange game for me. This one, um, Dallas just completely went away from throwing the ball and, and completely just run. Um, and mm-hmm. obviously, Cooper, anyone who started Cooper Rush is probably not one this week um, with a total of two points. So, but yeah, I think I got Pollard in our main redraft league, and it's just he's really frustrating. I, you know, you're close to starting him, you don't start him. It, it, for as long as Elliot and, and him are both on the field, it's really hard to trust any of them to go. You know, which one's going to have a big game in each and each week? Obviously, Pollard's got the more explosive runs and and has had the bigger splash plays, but Elliot had 22 carries this week, so it's really annoying. It's really frustrating, and yeah, and then obviously then, like I said about. Do you want to say something? Well, no. Is he not a start? And just would Who? you rather not start Pollard and not and, and just right? He's gonna he's gonna have. But I mean, he had two points last Pollard. week. Yeah, two points, points last week. Yeah. <laughs> so, and this but, is full. But what I'm saying is, at. would you rather looking at looking in your bench, thinking right, he's just gone off for 15, and that he, he can break any run at any time. So the likelihood is he's gonna, if he gets 10 carries a game or eight or or nine. You know he's going to get a couple of explosive plays. I think I I'm starting to think he might be just a, a, in your flex and forget about it every week. He's a boom bust flex. You know when you're comparing him to other wide receivers in that range, they're probably going to be in the same range, aren't they? Yeah, no, I get I get it. Yeah, I understand that. And maybe yeah, you come knocking on my door. And we got a trade. We can have a little trade about yeah. it. But, um, but no, Actually, I just want to mention. <laughs> yeah, I just mentioned it, CD CD Lamb. I just want to say obviously eight targets again this week. But I, I've got a feeling now this is, is, is worrying times again for Lamb because I think Gallup is starting to 
stand to show his uh, is worth. He's 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 a good wide receiver in his own right, and uh, and as he gets stronger, he's going to start eating the Lamb's workload. And at this division, even though the Eagles are really good, you can see Dallas running the ball a lot going forward, and they're four and one. So how many more shootouts will they have? And this might be a, a good time if you can in redraft, maybe get out of Lamb because um, yeah, I, I I don't know their schedule, but. They got away to Philly next week. I think that's that, I think game. Dak's gonna miss. I think he's gonna miss. So he needs a full week of practice. So if it's Cooper Rush away to Philly, Philadelphia Eagles might I got a record it. amount of points, yeah. And then you've got so Lions. Worry. Lions, Lions are home. By... They go home for two nice two got nice games at home when Dak's back. So, you know, see what happens in those two games. <laughs> Detroit at home looks a tasty one. Yeah, but is it run the ball? Is it run the ball? And that's it, you know. They get up and they just run it. That's that's the danger. Where's the, are they going to have shootouts? Is what I'm, I'm, more, I'm, more, I'm yeah. more about. Right, moving on then. Bengals versus the Ravens. Uh, Ravens winning this one. Uh, another uh, huge kick for Pataka to win. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Consistent. Um, yeah, Tony, go to you first. Thoughts? Um, I'm worried about Dobbins. I think in a game where they were winning, could, could control it. Um, wasn't they just don't want to give him the full workload? I think they're quite scared. Forty percent of snaps, so he, he went forty-three in his first game back, then fifty, then forty. So he hasn't been above fifty in the last three games. <clears throat> but you look at their running running backs: Kenyon Drake, Mike Davis. What happens when Gus is back? That's what I'm thinking now with Dobbins, because if he's only on the field fifty percent with those other two running backs. Gus Edwards is actually a really good running back compared to the other two. So I, I maybe that's a complete 50-50 split. Wouldn't surprise me, actually, for Baltimore. And the other, the other thing is that they obviously trust Lamar Jackson a lot more to have the ball in the hand, so maybe the running days are gone anyway. So I'm a little bit worried about Dobbins. I don't think you can sell him now. He probably should have last week off the back of the two-touchdown game. Um, they got the Giants as well next week. Very good defense. Very surprising how good the Giants are. So it could be another down game for Dobbins. But yeah, I was happy with the Duvernay pickup and play. I think that was another solid 10 points. He, he was so close to a big one as well. Um, just overthrown. He was wide open. Jackson missed him. So uh, that could have been another another well 20-point game for Duvernay. He looks like he's going to have a role anyway, even when Bateman comes back. Um, so I'm going to hold on to him in the league so I picked him up. But yeah, offense runs through Andrews, as we all know. Yeah, and Rob, uh, your thoughts then, and, and specifically on Jamar Chase, any concerns there? Well, I think we've gone back and forth over the last few weeks on Jamar Chase and what, what we think. I think it's just, it didn't help with T. Higgins leaving the game really early, um, just to give him that balance. And it looked like he was force-feeding Chase in, on the line of scrimmage, which, you know... I can tell you about the depth, the depth of target. Yeah. It's weird. I saw in the first couple of games, he's not running routes. He's just stopping at the line of scrimmage and they're throwing him the ball. It's did, weird. Yeah, and, and he did have some long runs as well. He did have some you know, deep, 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 um, deep runs where Burrow sort of looked his way, threw a couple out there. But yeah, it's not, it's not great. I think the overall, this offense is just, it's just struggling to, 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 you know, to fire on all cylinders. I think the run game is non-existent. And I think Mixon, again, just for sheer volume, got, got 10 points. But obviously, I, I mean, obviously. You, you look better, mine. You look better this week. I thought Piri looked better than him this week. I thought Piri looked quite good. Burst. He had a bit more burst, but but the, their line is just not. It's not. They're not able to establish enough of the run for Burrow to sort of you know to mix it up and, and then get Chase on the on the deep ball. So overall, with the Bengals, I, I maybe they're all by lows and it, it clicks later on in the season. But at the moment, you can't really trust them as. Top top weapons, you know. Burrow is a quarterback one. Mixon is a running back one, and Chase as a wide receiver. Borderline. They're all borderline yeah. Line. They're all. What do you mean? You, 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 well, you're going to start him. You're not of course, gonna, yeah. You know. But I mean, but what I'm saying is he's not. not, elite. He's, not wide, he's not actually a wide receiver one. He's wide receiver fourteen in PPR. So he's 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 not even that in half, is he? I mean, we play a lot of a yeah lot of, half. He's about eighteen, half, nineteen, exactly. So he's not a wide receiver one, is he? And, and Mixon is is probably now, with all the good running back performances this week, is starting to uh, catch up with with his sheer volume. So uh, I guess he will also be uh, starting to drop down the um, the table as well. Yeah, I think Mixon's a buy buy. 
So I'm going to put it out there. He's got New Orleans next week. I might wait for after that one. But if, if the offense looks like this, I think he's a buy. I think they turn it around and they, they run it a lot more down the stretch. I'm, I'm probably more confident in mixing than Chase going forward. What that's, two, that's two trades we can, uh, we can look at then because I've got him in. You've got Mixon as well. I've got Mixon. No, not in Dynasty. In not Dynasty. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Last game then. Um, Raiders versus the Chiefs. Another great game. Chiefs winning out 30 29. Um, loads of points available uh, for fantasy. Rob, you first. Yeah, I really enjoyed this game. Um, I felt a bit sorry for the Raiders in the end. I think they deserved more than what they got. I think they probably, I wouldn't say they deserved to win, but they were very close to it. Um, some really strange decisions in the game, I think, on, um, you know, going for foot on, you know, for, Instead of just taking the extra point, they went for two, which was probably a, a mistake. Um, but really, really strong performances for Devante Adams. I thought Derek Carr was really accurate down the field. Um, you know, some of the, the, the one throw to him was incredible, you know, right on the money. Um, so, yeah, so overall, good, good for them. It, obviously, people who had Dar- Darren Waller would have been really annoyed, really frustrated that he, he went out again. And he's another one. I think he's the same sort of conversation as Kittle. And I think. His days as a true tight end one are, are, are gone for me. I think um, Adam, especially now with Adams there, he's the focal point. They've obviously found something in in Hollands and and Renfro came back. You know, you'll have his weeks, but that'll be the same as Kittle. But, you know, the days of him having 8, 10, 12 targets a game um, and producing, you know, 15 points plus are, are completely gone, um, unfortunately. So... So yeah, uh, and then quickly on the on the other side for me, just the Chiefs. I, I did say this um, a few weeks ago. They do miss Tyreek Hill in competitive games. They are going to struggle to win, and I think you know this is probably not more fantasy. But going forward, I think the, the Chiefs will struggle in the, to get to the Super Bowl, and we'll see next week when they play the Bills. Their wide receiver core is not good. Um, I can say that com- confidently. Valdez Scantlin is not a good wide receiver. Drops too many balls. That's all right. I don't think I don't think he did, and I think the pack. There's a reason why the pack has let him go, um, you know. And, Six and then, for ninety. Yeah, but how many how many good balls did he drop? One. Uh, yeah, and, and last week. Well, I don't know, but he looked. He, it was his best game. Yeah, by far. But they're all. I mean, same with Juju. I mean, I, I bear oh, in mind Juju they looked terrible. Yeah, Juju bear in mind they terrible. put they was put it, up thirty points. They put up thirty was, points. Yeah, I know, but Kel, Kelsey had four, four touchdowns. Was Juju was Juju hurt in that game? I know, he, I know Hardman came out, but I don't okay. really... Okay. Yeah. It's it interesting. So I thought MVS actually played. That was his best I've seen him. Um, and I think he's one I'm going to be looking to maybe in the future. I just thought he was really good. He he looked like clear number one target for, uh, apart from Kelsey, obviously. But eight, eight, eight targets to Juju, eight targets to MVS and eight targets to Kelsey. You know, so... Juju looked awful. Yeah, but in the I big think, games, yeah. though, I think they're they're, they're not they're not elite talents, though, are they? I think we can all agree. No. Even if you no. like Scan, you know, they're not Tyreek Hill, and I think no. they missed they missed him last night. This would have been a lot more comfortable with him in, on the field. So, but yeah, I wouldn't trust any of the wide receivers to play on a week to week basis for me. No, and the running game is non-existent as well. Ch was coming. We, we got to talk about Jacobs though in this game again. Josh Jacobs two weeks in a row. Yeah, tremendous. And no player deserves a buy more than him coming up so he can have a nice rest he's carried the ball 28 times in week four 21 times in week five but he's catching five cat balls a game the last three games his workload is elite now he might not be an elite talent but his workload is and they, the offensive line looks like they can get off the ball so they got houston they got jacksonville you know the beatable games coming up um is he going to stay healthy is the big question otherwise he's, he's a locked in rb1 has to yeah. be. No, there's no coincidence that all the people on contracts, um, contract years, yeah. the producer. Yeah, good point. If you look at if you look at Barkley, Barkley. as well, um, and yeah, Jacobs is a buy. If you if you're a contender in dynasty uh, or in redraft, then I think um, Jacobs is certainly someone you want to be um, want to be looking to to try and acquire. Yeah, absolutely. Right, awesome. Um, we covered everything. Uh, anything you want to get in. You can't let this podcast end without saying Steelers, Rob. Bye weeks. Bye weeks are com- <laughs> the bye weeks are coming up. So um, it's Start worth planning. having a look at. Start planning. Yeah. 
Well, you should yes. have already, but yeah, <laughs> that's probably it. They do really punch you in the face those bye weeks, um, and they're going to hit me out this week. But yeah, thanks, gents, as always. Um, awesome stuff. Some really uh, some great context, some great waiver wire advice as well. So uh, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for sticking with us um, through all those games, and we will be back Friday to uh, talk about Thursday night football, which is. It'll be a cracker. Uh, a, cracker a cracker again, yeah. Another cracker for Thursday nights. Uh, and then obviously look towards the weekend where your stats and sits. So yeah, thank you very much. Bye. And that's it for another episode of Play Action Pass. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you like this episode, please do follow us on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at underscore play action pass and our website actionpass.co.uk we're always releasing uh, new video content uh, and tons of new content so check out the feed check out the website uh, and we're actively trying to improve all of our content so please do play to us on twitter let us know your thoughts uh, anything we can do to improve anything you like what you want to see more of all of your questions uh, and we'll answer those on the show or we'll answer them on the feed depending on their agency um, to reach out to us individually find tony at lighttype 7 Rob at Team Best 10 and me at MattMayFF on Twitter. Like I said, send us your questions. We'll answer them on the next episode or if it's super urgent, we'll get back to you on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening and support.